Marco on the normal radio. Free weed. Free weed. Oh, yo. Danny Danko come to show you how it grows. You're now tuned in to Free Weed from Danny Danko on normal radio. Presented by High Times Magazine. See me, I say, boom, bang. Big respect. See me, I say, Danny Danko. All right, welcome to episode number 75 of High Times Presents Free Weed from Danny Dinko. As always, I am joined by my co-host, Mike Hughes. What's up? Yeah, shout-outs to Jacques, DJ Jacques and Winstrong, who made the wonderful Free Weed song. Uh, we got a great show in store for you guys. We're going to talk about the Southern California Cup that we just got back from. Uh, winners, everything. Uh, we're going to preview the Denver Cup that's coming up in April. Uh, preview our April 2005 issue and uh, as always a ton of information about growing pot we got our strain of the fortnight and all kinds of uh, other grow info and questions and answers from you guys so stick around we'll be back with free weed episode 75 All right, so welcome to episode number 75 of High Times Presents Free Weed from Danny Danko. Very exciting. We just uh, just returned from an amazing, incredible cannabis cup in Southern California. And boy, are our lungs tired. <laughs> yes, that <laughs> was a hell of a cup, like oh 28,000 people. It, I mean, pardon my French, but it was really fucking awesome. It was insane. It, uh, it was... It exceeded all of our expectations as far as how many people would show up, how, you know, how many vendors there would be, uh, what the concert situations were going to be like. I mean, that venue, the Nas National Orange Center, uh, man, it's just amazing. Like, yeah, and people who may not know the history, you know, we started actually doing a cup right in Los Angeles. Uh, Los Angeles didn't want us anymore, <laughs> and three years ago we we stumbled upon the the National Orange Show Event Center out in San Bernardino, and they've been an excellent host to us since then. And absolutely, it's, it's really great working with them. And it's not just us. I mean, they do other cannabis related events. They do the Be Real uh, Cypress Hill Smokeouts. They do uh, Chalice. Chalice Festival. Yeah. So yeah, they're definitely down for the cause and very uh, very easy to work with and very nice and. Man, the amount of space we had, that big outdoor medicating area was ridiculous. I mean, over 400 booths. uh, I mean, I walked around out there and was just dazzled by all the dabs that you could get. Yeah, it was (laughs) packed but not cramped. Yeah, not cramped at all. Live live plants in the booths, which I've always just, you know, ever since way back in Amsterdam when I saw that, I've always just dreamed that we could do that in America. And and here we are. yeah, incredible stuff going on on that Vader stage too. They provided, you know, m- members of D12, uh, Funk Dubious, Little Debbie, uh, you know, a bunch of artists that performed on their stage um, that were formidable, you know, headliners in their own right. So um, that was amazing. Shouts to Adam Ill and uh, Be Real TV and, and Green Wolf and Vader and all that because they, they really brought, I mean, they, they gave out so much product. I mean, it was insane. So. Um, yeah, shout yeah, to Not them. surprisingly, they won Best Booth. That's so, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that's kind of what it takes, I would imagine, to win something like that out of 400-plus uh, booths. Um, and, yeah, they just they had a crowd there at all times just going berserk. So that was fun. Um, seminars went great. 
you know, I had a couple different ones. We did a concentrate panel for the first time. I, uh, that's usually Bobby's territory, but uh, um, he was on the veteran. He was running a veteran panel, so uh, I did a concentrate one on Saturday and a cultivation one on Sunday. And it was on Saturday. It was sort of a free hash. It was sort it was of the a, second. It, it was free a free hash. hash, live free hash episode. Yeah. I'm not sure how the audio is going to come out if we if we put that out here. Um, if we can get a good version of the audio. On that, maybe we'll make an episode out of it. But uh, yeah, that was free hash. It, it might free. end up just being like, hey, if you were there, right. you got to see the second ever free hash. <laughs> and if you weren't, we're sorry. That's possible. Can't be recreated. But we'll that's kind of why you have to come to these cups. You know, sometimes there's moments you can't really describe or recreate uh, one of a kind kind of things that occur. And that happened over and over at this cup. I mean, I got to meet uh, some of the super VIPs, some of the people who really. Um, shelled out a bunch of dough to to, to come and, and and you know have like a comfortable place to chill. Um, yeah, and your stature was sort of elevated. You were you were signing posters. You were glad handing these people <laughs> uh, in a very well, glad real way. Is, is kind of a negative term. I mean, I just was really happy. Well, to, you were uh, glad, and you were ha- giving them uh, handshakes, some hand yeah, okay. stuff. All right, yeah, <laughs> and I'll no, own it. But my point is that that you were were sort of the the focal point of a lot of these um, additional benefits to being a VIP member of the cup, which well, is pretty cool. Yeah, there was a meet and greet on Saturday at four twenty, and that was like where I got to hang with them and uh, share some dabs and, and tell some stories and hear their stories. So shouts to uh, the pot father, um, super cool dude that was there. Um, Charles and Tammy, uh, a bunch of other people that just hung out, did dabs, you know, got, uh, told me about their, you know, their gardens back home and things that they, you know, asked questions and it, it was fun. It was like, it was like they were lifelong friends right off the bat. So that was great. And uh, a new thing for me at this cup. So, yeah, it was really, really cool. Of course, we had the concert that night uh, where Be Real performed and Rick Rouse. Boss. The boss. Yes. Ricky Rose. And they smoked this big, I don't know, a half pound blunt on stage that was shaped into a, uh, uh, a like a champagne, champagne bottle. bottle yeah. yeah, that was pretty insane. And they yeah. always do it big. You know, those guys are, are, are no joke. So. No, that concert um, and, and, was... and I got to be on Be Real TV actually earlier in the week, which was amazing. So shout out to everyone over there at Be Real TV. Um, they're doing amazing things. I got to check out the studio for the first time and 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 be on that show. Um, Bobby did it last this, this week or you know this past Monday. But uh, yeah, man, shout out to everything they got going on. Congratulations to Be Real on the uh, Santa Ana uh, dispensary. Doctor Green Thumb, he won the lottery on that. So you know he's all in. He's always has been for for cannabis but you know he puts his 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 money and his effort where his mouth is like no other so shouts to be real yeah definitely and he he did a great show for us on saturday night as did rick ross and then of course on sunday we had the the award show yeah and um we're not going to get into all the winners if you if you want to see it just go to hightimes.com it's the first thing you'll see on our website the big uh you know 2015 socal cup winners but Let's let's maybe touch on a couple. Uh, you were a judge again at this cup, right? Absolutely, I was in the best indica concentrate category. We we had so many entries, we had to split uh, concentrates. Yeah, up that's into, a trip, right? Hybrid uh, hybrid concentrate indica and sativa concentrate. Right, right. And then you know, all, it also uh, hybrid can encompass like when they people are mixing. T- you know, two or three different strains together. Put that in the hybrid category as well. So you were indica, and um, a familiar name took that. Uh, yeah, that the homies, prize. Gold Coast, Gold Coast extracts uh, took first with Lemon Walker OG, which was an absolutely amazing uh, 
specimen of uh, indica concentrate. They also, but then, interestingly, second place was also Gold Coast, Gold but Coast a different collection. company. Yeah, right. Well, they they have the seed company and they and they have the concentrate company. So they entered under different uh, companies, and they, that was the Lemon Walker OG Butter. So walk us through that. What's what's the difference between Lemon Walker OG and Lemon Walker Butter? Well, the 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 butter is more uh, of a waxy consistency. Um, you can kind of see it in the pictures. If you go online, you can see the pictures of it. Uh, the first place Lemon Walker OG uh, was more of a shatter. So it's kind of like an amber, a really light-colored amber that you can sort of see through, whereas the second place uh, OG Butter uh, is more of like an opaque, um, solid sort of piece of wax, both with amazing, incredible terpene preservation and flavor and just super clean, super delicious every time you know you went back to to those particular numbers um you just felt like you know it was a reset on uh on the whole judging process it was very strong they were very... like the clear one and two yeah yeah i mean our judging process was such that uh there was really not a lot of discussion over uh first and second place and then third was uh the crown og nug run by pissing excellence love that name pissing a great, excellence a great name and uh yeah a great uh incredible shatter as well that they made so um, kind of a pull and snap if people know what that is it's like somewhere between kind of a shatter and a, and, a, and, a, and a wax kind of like something it doesn't it doesn't break into chunks like shatter it kind of like pulls and snaps off instead of like breaking off like a piece of like ice or something yeah know? well it's interesting you had three different Consist- types of three concentrates di- three different consistencies yeah. it went shatter butter and then kind of what we call pull and snap very nice. All yeah, right, so, it was um, a fun category. It was 40 entries. It was, it oof, was, yeah. it was a lot of fun. It's a lot of <laughs> I, work I spent, for a week. I slept well, too. I imagine, know? yeah. <laughs> and just a couple of other names that did really well. We had Elemental Seeds, uh, took first place for Sativa Flower. Yeah. Green Wolf was all over the place. Yeah, Green Wolf, Green Wolf and, and Vader, uh, they crushed. And, of course, Dabalicious. That's yeah, the Dabalicious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hybrid and Concentrate. And, and, yeah, Dabalicious, man. That... that uh, Sativa, was, con- well, two of the two of the concentrates they took first place, sativa and hybrid. Yeah, it, c- it couldn't have happened to a nicer, nicer uh, people, and also uh, the you know just an incredible, amazing you know product that you know put is it, you know we just keep sort of pushing the quality level of concentrates further and further. It's pretty, it's just pretty amazing to see the. The progression, you know, and that this is our fourth year in L.A., right? So mm-hmm. just the progression from every year, the quality just improving. And, and, and also to be able to give away nine awards for Concentrate as opposed to the usual three. I mean, right. that's pretty. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, hey, people people love dabs, man. And, and, and it's a it's out there. It's a thing that's. <laughs> no, it should be the equal of flowers in our competition. Absolutely. So we give away the nine for flowers, nine for concentrates. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, those are the winners. Those are some of the winners. If you want the complete list, uh, go to hightimes.com. First thing you see, it's the 2015 SoCal Cup winners. And uh, you know oh, what? We should also mention that they had the Metal Militia doing oh, the. Uh, can't believe we forgot that. That was amazing. There right were out- dudes on dirt bikes jumping over concrete and doing like flips and shit. It was a big gap. It was we're crazy. talking about a 50, 50 foot gap from ramp to ramp, and these guys were, you know, doing all the stuff where the, the motorcycles, you know, being kicked away and then brought back, and you know, the legs are over the handlebars and this and that. It was that was amazing, and that was the first time we've had any kind of a display like that of. Uh, you know, extreme sports kind of thing that, that was going on. I think that's something we should add on and maybe get a skate ramp and a, uh, 
you know, some other stuff that people can just get high and watch, you know. Yeah, was that was that freestyle motocross? I guess that's what you'd call it. Yeah. You sound like an X Games announcer. <laughs> freestyle. No, you're right. The, the the thing is you need a lot of space to do stuff right. like that. We had it in, in uh, Southern California. We may not at other events, but uh, but you're right. We should definitely bring that back. That was quite a spectacle. People just gathered around and mm-hmm. watched. And I'm assuming that half of them were, you know, just watching for a crash and the other half were <laughs> just watching for the tricks. But uh, very cool stuff. Metal militia. Yeah. So, uh, you know what? If you missed out on SoCal, uh, you're in luck. <laughs> we're, we're like a, a cup company right now. And our next one is uh, Denver in April. Yeah, man. Uh, pretty epic as well. It's shaping up to be a huge, huge cup. Uh, tons of tickets sold. Wouldn't be surprised if it was twice as big as what we just did, which Oof. was incredible. Yeah, that's that's insane. I know we've got a ton of booths. I know... Uh, there's some pretty incredible musical performances, including Nas and uh, uh, Soja, and a bunch of uh, a bunch of other shows. Because it's a three ne- three day thing this year. Four twenty falls on a Monday, so uh, the event itself is going to be Saturday, uh, Sunday, and Monday. And yeah, wow! And uh, that extra day I think is really key because um, you know if there's going to be six hundred or more booths there. You can't really see that in two days, and so. Um, and fortunately, the the third day falls on four twenty, so it's exactly. perfect. And uh, you know, if you stick around for that Monday, and unfortunately, it's a Monday. But if you stick around, you have the chance to see Snoop Dogg, Two Chains, and ASAP Rocky Damn. on four twenty. That's quite a show. Yeah, yeah. Wow, so, that's not on the premises of the cup. That's just uh, at another location. It is, yeah, and the, the, you have to check the tickets because I'm assuming it's an add-on at some point, but uh, definitely worth it. Quite a lineup. So if you want more info on that, uh, you can go to CannabisCup.com, and uh, everything is there. Tickets are on sale now, so you really should uh, get it. That's going to be a cup to remember for sure. Yeah. And I forgot, but we still make a magazine here. That's crazy, <laughs> right? Yeah, um, amidst all the other uh, cup uh, you know, craziness, we, we're also still printing uh, issues of High Times, and they're also available digitally. So if you're in some place where you can't find High Times magazine, but you have a laptop or a uh, – you know, an iPad or a tablet of some sort, uh, you can still read High Times cover to cover um, digitally. So keep that in mind. If yeah, you, check if, out cover to cover dot high times dot com. Yeah, anyone who can hear the sound of our voices can read issues of High Times. Assuming all the way they back. can read. Right, right. All the way back to the first issue. So 40 years plus of High Times magazines, including, you know, subscriptions and, you know, the latest issue, which is April. 2015, right? Yes, it is. And, and oddly enough, that uh, issue highlights another cup that we did, but right. that was the Amsterdam Cup. And anyone right. who's listened to this podcast has heard the recap of that. Right, exactly. So, Nonetheless, but, though, there's a great article by Elise McDonough about that cup. Absolutely. About that cup, all the winners are listed. Um, the situation in Amsterdam is highlighted with lots of quotes that Elise uh, um, was able to obtain from from people in the uh, in the know, basically people from the coffee shop guild, and um, yeah, very interesting article actually. Nico wrote a great uh, a great piece on the art of drying and curing, which we always emphasize how important drying and curing is. So Nico has a great harvest uh, harvest story in the issue, and uh, yeah, the interview is with uh, a number of Dutch masters, four different guys: Simon from Sirius, who's been on the show, uh, Bernard Bruning. Uh, Alan Dronkers and uh, and Noel Van Schenk, all uh, 
pioneers of either the coffee shop scene or the seed company scene and people who've, you know, uh, these are basically Dutch masters. They're the guys who've been doing this for 30 plus years. Um, so some very interesting insights from them. So that's the High Times interview with the Dutch masters by Samantha Nicholas. A great story on the, on the Norton Boys by Chris Simonek, which is very interesting about these guys who uh, kind of pioneered a lot of the what the dispensaries are doing now and paid a very severe price for it with uh, very long federal prison sentences. So mm. that, that's a, a, a sordid tale there. And also, if you like glass, and a lot of the people who were out with us in Southern California had the opportunity to check out the Champs show over in Las Vegas just before our event. But uh, here in this issue, we have a great pictorial and uh, essay on glass, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dan Skye, uh, editor-in-chief, who's a longtime you know, glass enthusiast, uh, has I mean, broken down some of the uh, the more famous glass blowers, and there's pictures of some some really intricate pieces there. So that's interesting as well. I mean, it's a whole collectible world out there of glass art that's just uh, growing by leaps and bounds. Absolutely. So uh, if you want this issue, it's on newsstands now. You can go to your Barnes and Noble. You can go to whatever bookstore carries it, or you could go to cover to cover Get this uh, issue as well as every other issue. Also, headshop.hightimes.com carries this issue. So we recommend you do that. There's a lot of great content in there. Also, a lot of great content to come on this episode of Free Weed. All right, you guys. Uh, as always, we got to shout out our sponsors, BC Northern Lights, Grow Boxes. Mike, what do you think about these? They're really good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are. They are. They're great. Um, they're touchscreen. They're lockable. They're on wheels. They're stainless steel uh, or maybe aluminum. I'll check into that. Some kind of metal. <laughs> Definitely metal. Um, pretty lightweight, and they fit through doorways, and they grow pot. Um, they even have one called the Roommate. Uh, which is a nice small plant. Uh, if you want to just grow four plants under a 400-watt light, you don't want to go through the process of cutting through the walls of your closet or any of that kind of stuff, get yourself the roommate. It'll pay for itself pretty quickly. And, uh, yeah, for the people who want to go a little bigger, there's the bloom box, the producer, all kinds of options. We love BC Northern Lights. Uh, give them a call at 888-236-1266, seven days a week, or check them out at bcnorthernlights.com. As always, Mention free weed uh, from Danny Danko, and you get a good deal. I believe it's six months of free nutrients or something of that nature. But And a foot uh, massage, I think. Yeah, I mean, touchscreen technology, everything is all automated. The fans, the, the hydro system, the lighting, the watering, everything is all fully automated. Uh, with the bloom box, you have it all three chambers. You have mother plants, clones, uh, vegging plants, and flowering plants for, like, basically perpetual harvesting all year round. So how does one get in touch with BC Northern Lights? Well, you could go to bcnorthernlights.com, or you can call toll-free 1-888-236-1266. Tell them free weed sent you. All right, we are back, and uh, I believe this is the cultivation segment. Yeah, this is the cultivation segment, and uh, it has been, I would say, well over a fortnight. So I believe that means that we are going to get a strain of the fortnight. 
Yeah, absolutely. Strain of the Fortnite. What do you got for us? Uh, the Strain of the Fortnite, this Fortnite. <laughs> you sound like you don't know yet. That's a campaign. <laughs> I'm you trying know? to figure it out right oh, now. Oh, okay. You're buying a little time in your head there. Yeah. What's you know the Strain what? of the Fortnite going to be? <clears throat> Tangy. Tangy, nice. Yeah, Tangy. Specifically Crockett's Cut, uh, which is made by Crockett Family Farms. Uh, they won Best Sativa in Amsterdam for this. Uh, they've won a ton of stuff, actually, even with the concentrates that are made from it. I mean, there's nothing like it. It really tastes like tangerines. It's It's got the terpenes of uh, very citrusy, very tangeriney. Um, some people are, like, almost turned off by how... Um, how citrusy the strain is. And even Craig actually said, Craig said it gives him heartburn. I don't know if that's possible. Yeah, that's a Craig Coffee, our, uh, <laughs> our competition guy. And he, yeah. he was, I think, referring more to the um, the concentrate that's made with tangy. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I don't know if that's the even citrusy, the, yeah. yeah, if that's possible. But I understand what he means by it. And uh, yeah, that tangy cut is ridiculous. It's so... You know, it, in a lot of ways, it reminds me of strawberry cough, not in the way that it tastes or, or or grows or smokes or any of that, but just that it's so unique. It's so different that you, it's it's hard to mistake for something else. I mean, someone can put, you know, Bubba OG and, you know, Tahoe OG and, and five other OGs in front of you, and you might not be able to tell the difference. But Tangy and strawberry cough are just in their own lane. You know, they're just so unique. Um it seems they can't really be duplicated, and you really got to go with the real deal. Um, so, yeah, Tangy. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> like I said, it's winning awards uh, in cannabis cups for uh, flowers and for concentrates. Um, very powerful, obviously, that citrus aroma and flavor, um, but the potency level is ridiculous, too. Um, very sativa high uh, and without that ceiling to the buzz. You keep smoking and you keep getting higher. So, yeah, expect great things to come from uh, Tangy and Crockett Family Farms. And, you know, they they were at the Cup, uh, and I believe they had a bunch of different uh, Tangy crosses that they were, uh, that they were um, providing out there. And so that's the next level. I mean, they're crossing Tangy with all these other strains and trying to find, you know, maybe something completely new and entirely different from... Uh, the you know the palette that we have so far with all the different strains so it's nice to see something like tangy come along and really you know kind of you know disrupt the sativa category in some ways so it's not just always the same you know super silver haze or jack Herrer or blue dream and and so um you know makes room for a whole other lane in that category so yeah, quite a find by the dna boys absolutely and if you want to hear the the gentleman who created Tangy, Crockett, uh, go to Free Weed episode 56. He's our feature interview there. And uh, he's got a lot of interesting stuff to say about the strain and the process. So definitely check that out. Okay. So uh, listeners of Free Weed know that last week you put on the uh, the Danny Downer hat (laughs) and uh, and begged people not to grow weed for the first time in your life. Well, I just let them know the pitfalls, but we did kind of call it, you know, the why you shouldn't grow pot right. ep- and it, episode. It's a, it's a legitimate thing to say. People should know what they're getting into. But mm-hmm. because of that, uh, this week we figured, well, maybe we should talk about some of the really great things about growing pot. Yes. So without further ado, as, as uh, my partner here would say, we're going to bring you Danny Danko's top five reasons to grow pot. <laughs> so uh, I'll read you the reason that you gave, and then you just kind of expand on each uh, each one. Let's do it. All right. Number one, you know what you're smoking. 
Yeah, absolutely. And that has a lot of different levels. Um, the genetics, the, you know, whatever pesticides may have been used, uh, whatever plant foods were used, uh, everything that you need to know about it, you know, because you, you created it and you grew it and you nurtured it throughout its life. So you know what went into it. Whereas anything you buy, even from a dispensary or off the street or anywhere you might go, you really don't know what you're getting. Um, so it's really, uh, it's really kind of a unique experience that you have um, as a personal farmer in that way is to really have every idea of everything that went into the, the medicine that you're taking or the you know, recreational marijuana or whatever you might, um, might be growing for. So, yeah, um, that's, that's what I would say. You know what you're smoking. All right. Top five reasons to grow pot. Number two, creating something out of nothing. Yeah. I mean, and to me, it's a modern day form of alchemy. You're basically taking, you know, seeds and water and, and plant food and light and and you're creating an amazing cannabis plant. I mean, the, a plant so wonderful and you're just you're creating it out of thin air. Um, so that's I mean, it's just a great feeling when you come to harvest time and you take that first hit of, of, of a joint of something that you uh, created yourself. And, you know, as you're hitting it, it's like, if I wasn't here, this wouldn't exist. And it's just a wonderful feeling. And if, if the harvest went well, it's an even better feeling. And so there's nothing like creating your own um, and knowing what went into it like that. And also, if you're doing it for me medical purposes, you're literally making your own medicine. You know, you, you're, you know, you're making medicine. So whether it be for medical purposes or just even growing for recreational, it's a political act. And everything that you create out of thin air like that actually adds to that, uh, you know, to the momentum that we have to legalize marijuana because we're overgrowing the government. And that's the way it's going to be. All right. <clears throat> Number three, uh, you're connected to the earth. Yeah, I mean, and, and this has to do also with just the idea of, of you know, you, you learning the plant life cycle and you're nurturing the plant. And then, you know, you might get interested in uh, certain other house plants or how flowers grow or, you know, maybe producing your own tomatoes or pumpkins or whatever it might be. But I know from personal experience that I really didn't care about house plants much at all as a kid. But now that I grow pot, I mean, I'm like obsessive about, you know, botany and plants and I grow orchids and I grow all these, um, you know, uh, ferns and, you know, all kinds of different, uh, you know, Venus flytraps, all kinds of things because I love plants and I, I learned to love plants from loving cannabis. And I think that, you know, having your feet in the soil and being connected to the earth in that way um, gives you a full understanding of, you know, the environment and the soil food web and all of these things that you know, you, you may have learned about, you know, briefly, but really we should all be taught uh, in school very strongly how to farm for yourself and how, you know, how the soil food web works and how, uh, you know, a living organic soil can, can benefit so many things. And, and, and I learned that from growing pot. And, you know, I wouldn't have cared much, I don't think, about that if I hadn't done that in the past. So, um, yeah, connection to the earth. And I could expand on that as well. I mean, it's there's so many connections that you get, you know, spiritually from cannabis that you've created yourself uh, and insights and things like that. So, you know, I could expand on that a lot, but, but it does give you a greater connection to the earth. 
Yeah, absolutely. And uh, anyone listening, if you ever have the opportunity to get your hands on Danny Danko's prized tomatoes, do yourself a favor and, uh, and go ahead and try those. Uh, number four, you learn a marketable skill set. Yeah, I mean, that's more and more becoming the case. Um, you know, we discussed the dangers uh, in the last episode, but now you're actually, you know, you're learning something that's marketable and you can take that um, you can move to one of these states where it's legal if you're not already in one of those places and you have a skill set that uh, that's in demand, highly in demand. So um, as long as you're willing to you know, learn everything along the way and not get too big and expand into these huge grow rooms too fast, uh, there is that opportunity out there if you're interested. And there's, you know, even there's jobs trimming, there's jobs, you know, assistant to the grower, there's, jo- there's all kinds of bud tending. There's all kinds of jobs that you can get, but you really need an intimate knowledge of cannabis, whether it be growing it, uh, smoking it, and all of that, and all the different strains and stuff. So, yeah, it, you know, as as we move closer and closer to full legalization, uh, you know, being able to grow your own pot is a very marketable skill. All right. And uh, top five reasons to grow pot. Number five, a phrase I've heard you say many a time, dealer-free since 93. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and that's the, the the idea that you know someone's paying you know sixty five dollars for three three grams or three point five grams of marijuana is absurd. It's ridiculous and it's highly inflated, and a lot of that cost is is the grower. It's in the risk that the grower is taking, and so um, you know, in the absence of that risk and in the absence of marijuana prohibition, um, the cost of production plummets. And so if you if you make your, if you grow your own pot. You're literally growing that pot for pennies instead of dollars, um, and it becomes less of a commodity, even in your mind. I mean, that's why the show is called Free Weed, because weed really is free. I mean, it's something that grows in the ground. You share it with your friends. Uh, If you want to charge money for it at the local market, be my guest. You know, you might have to pay taxes on the sale or that sort of thing, but you can produce it and you can make it. So it's free, you know, and it's one of those things that you, you know— uh, your neighbor grew a bushel of corn and you grew a bushel of pot and you give him a little of yours and he gives you a little of his and, and there you have it. I mean, that's really the joy of the joy of of growing. One of the joys of it is really just pulling yourself out of the market system and not having to go to a pot dealer and, you know, experience that sort of kind of, you know, the humiliation of, of being in a criminal activity rather than a, a commercial activity. So, yeah, uh, dealer-free since 93. And, you know, the cheaper it gets, the easier it is to share it with people. And the and the, the less it's a commodity and the more people can just accept that it's a, you know, a, a flower. Yeah. <laughs> it's a flower that you can grow that, um, you know, has mind-expanding capabilities and medical um, effic- efficacy, and uh, it should be free. And, you know, $400 ounces are a thing of the past for, for the whole world, and I think that's a great thing. I'm curious, though, how many ears of corn does an ounce of weed cost? <laughs> that one. Well, uh, hey, how you choose to trade is up to you and your negotiation capabilities, but ultimately <laughs> – uh, you know, let's take some of this commerce out of this flower and this plant and just treat it like what it is, which is just a wonderful uh, herbal resource. 
Agreed. All right, so those are the top five reasons from Danny Danko to grow weed. So we hope uh, in the last two episodes we kind of gave you the the pros and the cons of this. And um, obviously for a lot of people, the pros outweigh the cons. But uh, to be fair, we gave you both sides, and that is that. What do you say we move on to my favorite part of the show? Uh, listener questions answered by you on free weed. Uh, you just like to put me on the spot. No, no, no. Well, <laughs> all right, you got me. But let, let me say this but to yes, the audience. I do. These questions are run by Dan. They, they get the Danko seal of approval before we tape. So uh, uh, They don't need to know how, how the sausage is made. Yeah, all right. Fair <laughs> enough. You don't want to know how the show gets made. All right, oh. let's go. Question number one, uh, Mr. Danko and crew at free weed. Crew? I guess that's me. Am I the crew? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I, I hate this question already. All right. Um, I've always I've always ordered seeds from reputable seed uh, distributors. I notice there are a lot more varieties with the word automatic in the name. For example, pineapple chunk. Now I see pineapple chunk automatic. What is the difference, and why should I pay or should I pay a small amount of extra for the automatic name? Uh, for what it's worth, I grow outdoors. I'm a fairly new podcast listener, but a longtime cannabis grower. Uh, enjoy the podcast, Guido. So, Guido, uh, tell Guido the advantages of of uh, automatic. Okay, automatic is the European uh, word for auto flowering. Uh, so, if it says automatic, it means it's automatically flowering. That's kind of like in Spain, they just say automatic. Uh, what that means is, it, it's actually a very big difference. A regular seed uh, grows and flowers when you want it to. When you change the light cycle, so let's say you're growing outdoors, which you mentioned you grow outdoors. You plant a seed in the spring. It grows vegetatively through the spring and summer, and then right around you know the end of summer, uh, beginning of fall, as the light just starts to diminish, then that plant begins to flower. But with an auto-flowering seed, at a certain height, it just automatically flowers, no matter what the light photo period or light cycle may be. So if you plant it in May you'll be harvesting it in July or August instead of September, October with regular seeds. Um, there are uh, several disadvantages, of course, because the plant is going to be shorter. Um, it's got ruderalis genetics mixed into it, so it might not necessarily be uh, quite as uh, you know potent as uh, the regular seeds that you could plant. It, uh, it's not going to be as big of a yield because it doesn't have that longer vegetative time. Uh, those are the disadvantages, uh, among others. And the advantages are, uh, you know, you plant a seed and you walk away. Nine, uh, you know, ninety days later, you har- you come back and you harvest. There's really no uh, for the lazy grower. They're they're great because you just go out there, you put them in, and you come back and you get them. And they're short and stocky. They're not going to get tall. They're not going to be seen as easily as a, a much bigger plant would be. And um, you can do this like three or four times a year, depending on where you live. So, uh, you know, like I said, if you're lazy, which, hey, if you're lazy, you're lazy. I'm, I'm not the most uh, go getting kind of cat either when I'm like, you know, not feeling it. But, you know, the, I hope I've explained the advantages and the disadvantages. But automatic is basically just another word for auto flowering, uh, which means, like I said, when it gets to about an average of a foot or two uh, tall, it just flowers no matter what. You can do this indoors or outside, um, and it's because of those ruderalis genes that the, the, the plant just, uh, like I said, it automatically flowers at a certain height. But they've been advancing 
on this in Spain, and they have some really uh, some really decent genetics that you can grow auto flowering. So, you know, a lot of people poo poo it as uh, uh, you know bad for the gene pool, but hey, it, there is a purpose to it, and there are people who love it, uh, and that's how it is. And also, if you're in uh, northern climates or like high altitudes and things like that, um, they're ideal for that as well because you just don't have a lot of light. All right, Guido, thank you for the question. Hopefully that helps. Now you have a better understanding. Let us know what you choose to do there with that pineapple chunk. Let's move on to Bones. Uh, Bones writes, I hope this gets to Danny. Good news, Bones, it has. Uh, I've got a script, and he has helped tons. This is the first section I go to, and we are Facebook friends. Cool. Nice. What's up, Bones? All right. Um, I live where there are somewhat cold winters. I have my meds hanging in the dark, but unheated. They're kept at about 45 degrees. I know it takes longer to cure, but will it affect the THC CBD levels? What do you think? Cold curing. Uh, 45 is pretty much about as low as I'd want to go with that. I mean, as long as it's a cool, dark place, um, you're all right. But that's pretty cool. You wouldn't want to go below 45, I would think. Uh, at the same time, you know, heat and light are what are two of the things that can degrade THC. So, um, you know, obviously you don't want to throw a heater in there and get it up to like 80 or 90 because it's going to dry out faster and it's going to that that might could uh, affect the THC levels. Um, so, yeah, 45 is kind of pushing it towards the cold side. But I think um, I think you'll be OK at 45. That's not a big deal. Uh, humidity is important, too. I mean. You don't want to be. You want to be basically around forty to fifty percent. I think for you know for that period of time when you're just hanging to dry. All right. Thank you, Bones. And uh, you know, while we're talking about temperature, let's move on to this question here. Uh, <clears throat> Dear Danny and Mike, I'm two weeks into my first grow. I chose Northern Lights feminized seeds from Royal Queen because I heard somewhere that they're a good choice for a beginner. I'm growing in a uh, pro-mix perlite mix with one 400-watt HPS, an 18.6 cycle. He's got oscillating fans, a carbon filter fan pulling out air from the room. Okay, so my room gets down to 58 to 60 degrees during the dark cycle and 77 during the light cycle. I decided I wanted it around 70 during the dark, so I purchased an oil radiator. The radiator's thermostat does not keep the temp steady, however. When it turns on... The temple climbed to the target temperature in about 15 minutes, but then it shuts off. So over the course of 30 minutes, the room will cool 6 degrees before the thermostat restarts the cycle. Now, this occurs 8 times in a 6-hour period. Can this 6-degree fluctuation harm or stress the plant? What if I set a 6-degree range between 70 and 76 degrees? Would that be any better? Big respect, Lieutenant Dankowitz. So uh, what do you think? Six degrees fluctuation here? Yeah, I don't think it's a problem. I I really – the fluctuation in temperature is not uh, something that usually freaks plants out. In fact, they they do like to have cooler temps during the dark cycle. So, um, you know, yours were probably a little too cool and you've taken the right step to to bring them up to where they need to be. Um, But they certainly should not match exactly whatever the – uh, temps are during the light cycle because that's 77 is about as high as you want to go um, and you don't need that uh, during the dark so it's perfectly fine to have it go down to 65 um, and if it's going to go up to 70 and back down um, and fluctuate like that I don't think that's a big deal um, I don't think it'll stress the plants out 
All right. Thank you, Lieutenant Dankowitz. Or I don't know if he's he's addressing you as Lieutenant Dankowitz or that's who he is. But Either way, thanks for the question and yeah. thanks for listening. He's a lieutenant in the, the Danko Army. Let's move on to Chris who writes, Dear Danny Danko, uh, first of all, shout out to my buddy Josh that has sent in a couple questions and turned me on to free weed. I'm digging the podcast. Thank you, Josh. Thank you. Um, my question is I'm experiencing some issues with white mold, uh, white mildew and mold. Is it harmful, and is there anything I can do to save my garden? Also, do certain strains cause this? I'm growing strawberry cough, which is one of your favorites, I know. Can you help me out? Yeah, well, strains don't cause it, and it's airborne mold. Uh, I'm assuming you're talking about powdery mildew if it's white and it's on the leaves of the plants. Um, There's a few things you can do, um, one of which is to use a sulfur burner to change sort of the pH uh, on the leaf surface. Um, to make it like less compatible for the spores. A uh, couple other things is just you know uh, lower moisture levels, uh, humidity level in your in your rooms and things like that. Um, not bringing in air uh, directly from outside. Actually using air from inside the house instead of from directly outside of a ha- of a of a building or residence. Um, those are things you can do to try to prevent it. And yes, it is harmful, and the plant. The plants aren't causing it. The it's caused, like I said, as it's an airborne uh, fungal infection, basically. But there, it's it's everywhere, and it's a plague on pot plants. So it's very difficult to really get rid of it. But you know, you have to take prevent preventative measures as well, um, which can include sulfur burners and keeping uh, humidity levels a little lower than you you know you might be at. All right. So hopefully that helps you out there, Chris. Uh, I like this one. Let's move on to uh, Southwestern Arizona Grower. Hey, guys. Thanks for all you do. I've learned a lot from the podcast. I grow indoor and outdoor, and I've always placed gemstones with metaphysical properties that correlate with the root chakra at the base of my plant's trunk to promote vigorous root growth. Okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, That's my own hippie logic. I'm not sure logic is the word we want to use there, but okay. He says, that's my own hippie logic, uh, but have you ever heard of anyone else trying this? Are there any studies on it? Interesting. I I, I don't – I mean I know Soma is very into crystals and he's got them all around uh, his home. Uh, cats too. And cats. Um, yeah. So, if you know, I, I'm not super familiar with the, the power of gemstones and that sort of thing um, and – yeah, I, I, the only thing I can say really is that it can't hurt, and if it helps, that's great. And but I've never seen any studies on it. I know that you know certain rocks carry certain types of you know energies and things like that. That's that sort of thing. But I don't know of any studies where uh, gemstones have been used to help improve, um, you know, plant growth by matching chakras or any of that sort sort of thing. It is interesting. It's an interesting though. concept, yeah. though. I, mean, and if I it know works, people who walk around with, with crystals and they sure. feel better. So, sure. There's yeah. a lot of things in the world that we can't see. Mm. You know, so that's why I don't I don't jump so quick to, uh, you know, poo poo an idea like that. I mean, I think uh, it's not hard to believe that, uh, you know, these ancient, you know, artifacts can have energies within them, right? I mean, it's a little hard to believe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All right. No, you're right. I mean, you know? anything is possible. And most importantly, as you said, it, it can't hurt. Yeah, it can't hurt. The most important thing is, you know, don't put uh, the, your emphasis on that over, you know, making sure there's not other problems and things that you might not be seeing 
Right. Yeah. It probably won't cure a spider mite infestation. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. I wouldn't rely on the crystals, you know what I mean? Like, But maybe there's some, like, homeostasis that, you know, we don't even know about that's like a positive vibe that the plant has. All right. Well, thank you, uh, Southwestern Arizona grower. We appreciate that question. And um, thank you. If we do hear of a study, we will pass that information along to you. So let's move on to Dan the Man who writes, uh, thank you kindly for your on-air reply. It's made my year. Sweet. Uh, Would have been more impressive if it wasn't February, but... um, (laughs) However, um, oh, so, okay, you answered a question about uh, cocoa for him last week, and he wrote, uh, what I've read is that oxygen in water lets the roots breathe in a cocoa media, and therefore, I've read, no experience, that overwatering is very difficult. Uh, With cocoa, I believe you could take on more hydro-style grow, allowing faster plant growth. So, uh, I guess he was just saying, thank you. Yeah. No real question there. Well, the... The oxygen in water dissipates very quickly. So, um, you know, once it's poured and the oxygen is, you know, lost to the air, that's it. There's not a lot of oxygen left in water. It has to literally be uh, being oxygenated at all times to to uh, to have enough oxygen for your roots not to have to dry out. So just keep that in mind. I mean, reservoirs should, should have uh, air stones with an air pump. You know, you really can't overdo the amount of uh, uh, oxygenation that you do in a hydroponic reservoir or in a uh, deep water culture type system. Anything that's anything where the plant's roots are going to actually sit in water, oxygenate that water for as much as you can. All right. Thanks, Dan. The man, keep the questions coming and uh, Dan will do his best to help and I will do my best not to hinder. Uh, let's go to Twitter for one. I like this. Bluntmaster wrote, um, hoping at Danny Danko and at Mike Hughes, the ambiguously high duo, <laughs> present us with another fine episode of Free Weed soon. We need our fix. Wow. Granted. Okay. Yeah, you Here got you it, are. man. Here you are. Thank you, Bluntmaster. Um, okay, and now uh, we have one last thing, the, the um, response we got through Facebook. Is that something you would like to read to the audience? Oh, I don't have it up here, but... Uh... All right, I could... I could get it started here. Uh, David wrote us, uh, Mike and Danny, I hope the cup season is uh, is treating you well. I wanted to thank you for your Danko Downer segment in your last podcast. I've lost good friends to several of the situations you described. I've grown medically and done some activism since 2008 when I became part of the Oregon Normal family and was totally sidelined by a court case in 2012 due to my roommate and friend selling dime bags out of my grow house behind my back. Uh, living on the east side of the state, western Idaho, as the locals call it, they attempted to throw the book at me for sales and cultivation, but luckily for me, $14,000 in legal bills to one of Oregon's finest attorneys, uh, Josh Gibbs, if you're interested, and a, uh, a year of being dragged through the mud in court and even being homeless for a short period, I came through stronger and more positive person than I could have imagined with a squeaky clean record to boot. I caution my recreational brothers and sisters in Oregon to do this summer by the book, as I'm sure many will sadly find themselves in similar pitfalls come harvest time. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty heavy, man. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, thank you for enjoying that segment. I really, you know, it came from the heart. And, you know, like I said, I've seen it happen to people over and over. So, uh, I wanted to get that out there and, and have people understand that. Um, he goes on here. 
Uh, he says, yeah, what else you got? Let's have more. He says, I'm a bit disappointed by two things on your show. First, your audience has failed to bring you a strain name worthy of your contributions to the community. Mm. To me, it's obvious you have day in and day out answered an entire generation of newbie growers' questions. You don't talk down to people. I don't know. Maybe sometimes they do. I, mean, I don't know. often, yeah. You don't talk down to people, and you're one of the most kind and genuine people I've had the pleasure to meet. Nice. Oh, Thank man. you. World Famous Cannabis Cafe 2009, if I remember correctly. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. Uh, only one strain name captures your essence. <laughs> Green teacher, for that is what you have done for this world. Teaching all that seek knowledge in the way of the green. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's Green really teacher. Sweet. I like yeah. that. Teaching and your family, I think, is fair to call your legacy. Wow. This is a intense letter. Yeah, it's man. getting Thank pretty you. intense. I've done some crosses and possess a decent seed collection of heirloom plants and seeds like an original bubblegum, Colombian red, Dr. Grinspoon, CBD rich male, and many others that would be good building blocks for the strain that carries your namesake. It would be an honor to create the green teacher for you if you like the idea. Uh, I like the idea. Yeah, this is Liberty yeah. Dave, man. Liberty Dave. Liberty Thank you, Dave. man. I like the idea. So uh, let's do it. Let's, let's stay in touch. And, and I think it's either out. it's either Green Teacher or Double Dog. I still like that one a <laughs> That's lot. That's a good one too. Yeah. Uh, second bone I have to pick. He says, oh. Mike. Yeah. We got to get you growing, brother. Mm. I know New York's not the best place to be a grower, but we can card you here in Oregon, wow. as they allow for our out of state patients, and uh, you can come play for the outdoor greenhouse season. We could even card one or both of you in my garden if you can't grow this year and donate your meds to patients in need in the spirit of free weed. Wow. That's, oh, that's a generous offer. I like that. I love everything you do in the show and think you're a great counterpoint to Danny. Well, oh, wait. that's He's talking about you now. Yeah, I know. Oh, let's skip You've to the lost. end. Let's, yeah, let's skip, skip to the okay. end here. Go ahead. Skip. I espe- no, this is the next line. I especially like it when you bust his chops. Okay. It makes for good, great banter in the show. Keep up the good work. Cheers, Liberty Dave. So thanks, man. Yeah, thank you, Liberty Dave. Um, <laughs> I will move letter. in with you and start growing in Oregon. I'm, I'll be honest with you. I don't know what the temperature is in Oregon, but it's uh, it's eight degrees here in New York City. So I'm ready to get out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's cold. All right. Well, thank you to everyone who wrote in. If you have a question or a comment or a complaint, uh, <laughs> you could send it to freeweed at hightimes.com. You could also get us on Twitter. He is at Danny Danko. I am at Mike Hughes underscore. We're also on Facebook and a bunch of other stuff, so get in touch with us and we will, you know, talk about you on the air. Uh, what do you say we take a little break, come back and put a bow on it? Yeah, let's wrap it up at the, after this break. Well said, Dan. Hey, Mike. Yeah, Dan. Want to sign up to win a new haze vaporizer? Absolutely. All right. Well, you should check out vaporizerusa.net slash giveaway.php. Uh, or you can just go to vaporizer dot, uh, vaporizerusa.net, click on the text at the top that says sign up to win a new haze vaporizer. That's a $250 value uh, for a vaporizer that actually really has three different uses. You can use this with... Uh, Flowers. You can use this with uh, all different types of concentrates, and you can use this with uh, oils, I believe. So, um, yeah, um, they're very compact. They are um, perfectly stealthy, and you can use it practically anywhere. Uh, check them out at vaporizerusa.net, the new haze vaporizer. You can sign up to win a free one. And also, if you're interested in purchasing one, I can get you 15% off of one of the haze units. Uh, simply by using the coupon code HAZEME15. 
Um, that's H-A-Z-E-M-E-1-5. If you want to buy the uh, Haze unit from VaporizerUSA.net, use that coupon code HAZEME15 and you get 15% off of that uh, vaporizer. So, uh, yeah, thanks to Vaporizer USA and keep on vaping. All right, so uh, there you have it. Episode number 75 of Free Weed. Uh, we're wrapping it up right now with raw papers. Um, thank you to everyone uh, that made the SoCal Cup happen, all the judges, vendors, everybody there. That was just amazing. Uh, we're all still just kind of giddy over the experience of all of that. It was way beyond all of our expectations. So I don't know about you, but I'm wiped the fuck out. Oh, I'm so tired. Yeah, It ends up being like a multi-week uh, run but totally worth it the the cup was amazing really yeah, was yeah, lot, i think our best one in southern california yet oh, yeah. definitely definitely shout out to crockett with the tangy thank you to our sponsors bc northern lights and vaporizer usa uh yeah what a show yeah, we're go back get that april issue guys get the april issue and come to cannabis cup in denver in april yeah we'll we'll be there tickets at cannabiscup.com mm-hmm. and you know like us on Facebook and Twitter, SoundCloud, 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 <laughs> uh, iTunes. That's a good one. Like, uh, subscribe. Us, yeah, subscribe Please. on iTunes and give us like a like a thumbs up or like a five star rating, and I'll I'll hook you up. I'll follow you on Twitter if you put your put your Instagram or your Twitter in the uh, in your comments, and I'll follow you for sure. So, oh, I got one. Um, go check out at I'm Cuban B on twitter uh he just posted a, a video of his most recent harvest it's pretty cool and nice. he's a solid free weed free weed listener so do that right on right on well thanks you guys thank you for being patient with us thank you for coming along a ride for another episode uh we will be back soon <laughs> <laughs> uh we're trying to get more consistent if you if we get more consistent will you guys get more people to listen Answer me that on Twitter, all right? If we can do the show weekly on a certain a certain day at a certain time, uh, you know, would you guys help us spread the word and, 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 and make the show bigger? We need, like, apostles, I guess is what you're saying. Yeah, Like, yeah. you're the Jesus of... Uh... Each one, teach one. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I'm teaching y'all how to grow. You teach someone else to listen to the show, and they learn how to grow, and eventually we all grow. That's also Jesus, the fish. Teach a man to fish thing. Yeah, yeah. This is getting, exactly. like, a little Messiah complex here. I also want to say I'm going to propose a drinking game. Every time either Dan or I says uh, consistent on the show, please do take a drink. <laughs> um, yeah. Is that the show? That's the show, man. All right. Well, let's put a bow on it. Let's wrap it up with raw. Uh, let's put it in the books. Is there any other cliches we can use? Uh, that's at the end. <laughs> Boss.